lot. I have a lot of people telling me I'm very lucky, and I am very, very lucky. I just like I have it all. I have this happy marriage and family, and I also get to have fun relationships out there, and it's very special. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 122. We're Finn and Emma, and today happens to be a very special episode. It's our two-year anniversary. It is indeed. Well, just a couple days passed, but we're, we're rounding down. Sure. It's uh, super exciting. So we're going to cheers real quick for that. Cheers. Oh, jeez. I just blew out the <laughs> microphone. i got to get new glasses now. Sorry if that was loud. But we're excited. This podcast has been an adventure, and it has added so much to our lives. Yeah, we've met amazing people. We've met, We've interviewed amazing people, and we've made some really, really great friends along the way. And, I mean, thank you to everybody who's come on the show, who's helped support the show. Reach out to us in any way. Come yeah. on and be in a, been part of our Patreon, been to one of our meet and greets. Yeah. Anything. So, yeah, pretty much everybody who's helped make it possible in any way, shape, or form, thank you. One more cheers. Cheers. We'll do it a little quieter this a little time. quieter. <laughs> and fun, fun fact about today's guests, Carrie and Jack. Our first episode aired like two days after they started their adventures in non-monogamy. So it's their two-year anniversary as well. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, we actually do have drinks in these glasses. We're not just cheersing empty drinks, empty glasses. (laughs) I don't know that anybody was concerned. (laughs) So today is super fun. Carrie and Jack have a fantastic story. There's lots of laughing and it's it's great. Um, we hope you enjoy it. We definitely enjoyed talking to them, and they are just super fun people. And make sure to listen all the way to the end because they do wrap up their journey in a really beautiful way. So don't yeah, stop early. They tie it together in sort of a. I think it's I think it's special. So yeah. thank you to them for coming on and for sharing, and and we appreciate it. A few quick announcements before we jump into the show. Exciting new announcement. Yeah. So (laughs) back in the beginning of January, Finn and I announced that we wanted to do more in-person events this year. And yeah, that's been hard, obviously, because of the whole quarantine and COVID-19 situation. So we thought of an alternative. Virtual events. Right. We're going to be doing virtual meet and greets. We did a test of this a uh, couple of days ago with our Patreon group, and it was awesome. People loved it, and everyone had a great time. And basically what we were able to do is uh, doing over Zoom, you can do breakout rooms. And so we brought the group together, and then we would ask a question, and then we would send them off into groups, small groups, either one-on-one or you know three-person groups, and they would talk about the question for you know, five to eight minutes or so. And then everyone would get to know each other and then we would bring them back together and we'd ask another question and then send them on their way. And so everyone had a great time with it. We had a great time with it. 
except for the fact Emma dumped her drink all over her computer. Yeah, that was a bad thing. But other than that, it was a great other night. Other than that, it was, it was fantastic. So we're doing another one, but we're opening it up to everybody. Yes. So our next one, well, our, actually our, our first, first official one. one, will be May 28th. That's a Thursday night. It'll be starting at 9 p.m. Eastern because we want to be able to that people at all time zones can join. As many as possible. Exactly. So it'll be 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and it will be $10 uh, per logon. So a logon can be a single person or a couple or a polycule, whatever whatever floats your boat. And if you are a Patreon member, you do get a discount. So you'll see that information in your Patreon. We'll send you an email through there. So if you're looking for a great time to join Patreon, now's a great time to get immediate... <laughs> bonus points so yeah yeah. and again we're super excited about this check it out on our website if you go to normalizingnonmonogamy.com right at the tippy top you can go to the events page and all of the information will be there how to sign up and get logged in and tell your friends it's going to be a great time yeah we're super excited about this and we need all of you to make it happen so go again to our website normalizingnonmonogamy.com and sign up on the events page. And while you're there on the homepage, you can also find links to get to our Patreon page if you do want to join that. We are still doing the monthly video Q&As along with some other fun events that we've been kind of putting together to help stave off the uh, depression of isolation. Including a women's group that we started within our Patreon group as well. Yeah. So check that out. Um, we're just, we're really loving building the community around the show. And so thank you to all of the people who've helped us do that and who've participated in, in these events. It's been fantastic. And we love every one of you and we love having you in the community. Yes. Thank you so much. It would not be where it is without all of you. And finally, if you're on our website, because you are already, because you're signing up for the event, uh, also go to the contact page and reach out to us because we would love to have you, yes, you, on the show. You. Yes. The listener, come reach out to us. Come on the show. And we will talk to you then. Send us an email again, normalizingonmonogamy.com. Let's go talk to Carrie and Jack. How many times can we say our website? That's enough. Normalizingonmonogamy.com. <laughs> Let's go to the interview. Oh, real quick. You don't have you don't have to type it in every time. Just scroll down in your little podcast player and there's links to all of this stuff right down there. Oh yeah. You can go and easily get to it from that. You don't have to go to our website. I literally just told them that. But if you want to, you can go to normalizingnamonogamy.com. Okay. <laughs> Somebody needs to stop drinking. Okay, let's go to the interview. Oh, well. Welcome, Carrie and Jack, to the show. We're excited to have you here. And, you know, for the listeners and for all of us, I guess, we don't know very much about you either. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, maybe approximate ages and what your, I guess, how long you've been together? Anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, I'm 47 and um, we have been together... 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Next month. Um, and, um, yes, uh, we've been together 30 years uh we've been together since i was 18 and we've been married for 23 23 and we have um two almost grown children so uh 18 year old and a 21 year old very awesome. cool and, and jack is yeah go ahead too. 
He's 53. 53. <laughs> He's something like that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. And thank you for coming on the show. We reached out a little while ago and have kind of a fun dynamic. I mean, they're all fun, but everyone is. And we were just talking that your, your official start date and non monogamy was one day before we launched our podcast. So that's pretty cool. We're celebrating there was something in the air. Yeah. So maybe. Do you want to talk Which, a little wait, for, for, for people who don't know, that was May of 2018. May of 2018. <laughs> so you've been doing this almost two years exactly. And Actually, yes, when, the, when this episode comes out, it'll be almost just about, two years. Yeah, yeah, just about exactly two years. Yeah. Wow. So, so maybe what, what is this that you do? And maybe start with the high level and then we'll talk about how you got there. Carrie dates other guys and when we say date it's really mostly hooking up with other guys uh if that's okay to say although sometimes it's more dating but more often it's it's hookups through apps and uh it's a whole been a whole lot of fun for her and a whole lot of fun for me and i think it's made our relationship stronger and more vigorous and vibrant and uh closer communication and it's been a powerful antidepressant for her. Um, she's just much more cheerful all the time and uh, comes home with really amazing, fun stories of really good times. Yeah. It's amazing. And I want to just based on the listeners can't see your faces, but um, I want to say like, there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed about for that. Like, it's amazing, right? Like, it's so fun that you found something that works and has been exciting and added to your relationship. No, I, I mean, I feel that way really strongly. It's just, um, you know, I'm still, I, I'm pretty open about it for the most part, but it's still hard. I, I, it's so it's, it's, I'm a very sexually positive person and I want people to be more that way, but it it's hard to say, like, I pretty much do this for sex. Like, I, I mean, I also love meeting people and making connections with people and I've had a lot of really great connections with people through this experience, but I, when you tell somebody that like I see other people other than my husband, their assumption is it's kind of like, it just, it goes straight to sex, which is fine, but also can be hard. So I think just like being able to say, I do enjoy sex and I, I do this first, I mean, to have these experiences, but not feel like, um, not everybody gets that or yeah. like understands that, it, that that's, it's okay to have those kinds of relationships. And then to add to that. So as Jack said, when I started doing this, uh, I had been with him and since I was 18 and I hadn't had very many experiences at all. And so it was an opportunity for me to kind of have that chance to explore meeting people and having sexual experiences with different people. And so at first I just really saw it that way as, you know, just a, a couple of hookups and meeting people. But then I, um, I did like develop relationships with certain people and I really like, like the friends that I've made through this. And I've met people that I never would have met, um, in any other way because I met them on a dating app and then we become friends and I'll be saying, talking to someone else. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, my friend, so-and-so. And they're like, how did you meet that person? And I'm like, um, you know, I don't, you know, I'm trying to at the make gym. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the gym is one of them in a dance class. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, no. And I think that I totally get where you're coming from. It's like you 
are, and you know, we are too, like very sex positive and, and there's nothing to be ashamed about that, but there's still something that like people don't it's necessarily, taboo, it's right? taboo. They don't yeah. necessarily understand. And it's hard sometimes to admit it out loud, like that I'm doing this because it enhances so many things and sex is one of them and that's okay, yeah. but still hard to say sometimes. So I, I get it completely. <laughs> so, so for the first 30 years of not quite they've been together the first 28 years <laughs> of your relationship had you ever talked about exploring non-monogamy or did this just come up on april 30th or april 31st how many days there's not 31 days april, april. 30th 2018 yeah, no, so it had featured it, it had featured pretty uh pretty loudly in our fantasy life for a long time i we um Definitely, we've always enjoyed reading stories to each other, erotic stories to each other. And pretty early on, I mean, within somewhere in the mid-90s, I think, I totally got obsessed with penthouse letters, wife-watching episodes, <laughs> oh, and mag- theme issues, and um, just all of those wild erotic stories about husbands and their wives straying and the, uh, how much of a turn-on it was for the husband. And we read a lot of those stories and got a lot of enjoyment out of them for a long time. And very, 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 very gradually, I think the excitement around those stories led to, you know, what would that be like in real life? What would that be like if we were to try that? And we that, that was just sort of fun conversational play for a long time. I want to add to that. Uh, um, Jack has never, ever been a jealous person ever. And so even actually when we were writing our wedding vows, he didn't want to put in anything about owning. He was like, I don't own your body. Like it's your body, whatever you need to do. And I was the one that was jealous and didn't feel, you know, comfortable with that idea. And so it's really been him working on me. And so it's been especially funny that it's me that's having all these experiences and having really enjoying that. And I sometimes feel bad because I was the jealous one. Now I have come to the place where I feel very open. When we first decided to do this, it was very much a decision that I would go and see other people, but he wouldn't because I wasn't comfortable with that, which I still feel kind of bad about that. But that was what we decided was what worked for us. And now I have come to the place where now I see that experience and how it doesn't take away from how I feel about him at all. And so I'm very open, you know, to him being with other people now in a way that I wasn't at the beginning, but for, for him, it's always been that way. I used to go out dancing all the time without him. And I would come home and say, Oh, you know, these guys were flirting with me. And he loved that. That was always, he never, whereas my friends would go, Oh my God, you know, your husband's going to be so mad. And I was like, that's not how he is. That's just not. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and even now though, at this point with you coming to the realization that it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You don't really pursue this in like a couple to couple dynamic, right? It's still pretty primarily carry you going and finding other men. Yes. But we found the couple, the couple dynamic just more challenging. I mean, we, we did a little bit of, of looking around and um, looking at local clubs and stuff, but, but we have, haven't, you know, really made contact in the same way. Whereas the dating apps are such an easy way to connect with people. Um, so I, I'm, we're definitely open to exploring that. That's kind of something that we've been talking about as our next step, but we haven't quite gotten there yet. 
So would you be willing to take us back to the beginning to just, you know, the build up to this, like pulling the trigger and making it real from penthouse letters to real life, Carrie's going to meet an actual human. <laughs> am, am I talking too much? No, go. It's okay. fine. Okay. Um, so we had been talking about this and I don't, you probably remember the exact moment that you like got something in my ear, but there was definitely a time before Craigslist died. That was like right at the time Craigslist died. So before Craigslist died that I would go and like look on Craigslist, you know, and just look at ads on Craigslist and be like, Oh, you know, you can like contact people this way. Like I never thought of doing that. So that was kind of my little like weird little way of like thinking about it or, but not acting on it. And, um, and then, (laughs) so (laughs) this is kind of, it's a pretty funny thing that my family, our family all shares one, you know, iTunes account. So occasionally things get shared between all of our phones when they're, you know, not supposed to. And our daughter, um, was at co- in college and she downloaded a dating app, this weird dating app called hater. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but, um, and it just showed up on my phone. And so I was kind of considering downloading a dating app or like thinking about that, but then it showed up on my phone. So I just started kind of playing with it. And, um, it was a weird dating app that wasn't very popular, but what happened was uh, it connected with people all over the country. So all of a sudden I had like chats going with men in like Italy and Turkey and India and all these places. And I just, it was like this fun, like, Oh, I can just start like flirting with these people. And it's so safe because they're so far away. Like nothing's going to happen. And so that was kind of the first thing where it felt like, well, this is like, fun because then it looks like I'm having like a little affair or whatever, but it's all just you were crazy sexting. I was doing a lot of sexting. (laughs) (laughs) Having fun with it. I was having a lot of fun with it. And it was it was kind of weird because I hadn't had that experience before at all. So, you know, just starting to, you know, get a message from someone and then being like, hey, you know, it just all of a sudden she would jump up out of her chair and go running into the bedroom and close the door behind her and lock it. And I was like, what's what's going on in there? (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, and the thing is, it's so I really have had like a whole like teenage experience, you know, like I just didn't have this experience of dating and you know, having different partners and having, that just was not something I experienced. So there have definitely been times when I am very much like a very horny teenager and it's kind of embarrassing. It's kind of awesome. (laughs) And then there was the day I was actually on a work trip in Seattle and she she called me up and she said, well, there's this guy on Hater. He's going to buy a plane ticket and come spend the weekend with me. Is that okay? And I, I remember where I was walking down in downtown Seattle when I got that call and I was, or maybe it was a text and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I was like, sure. That sounds awesome. Uh, uh, I was both freaking out and super excited. And then that guy actually canceled and come through and I came home from that trip. And then we, it was just another week or two and she was in the chair and she was, you know, still messaging with people. And she said, you know what? I think I might download, uh, Bumble. 
can I try that? I was like, sure, you could try that. And I think within like an hour of your downloading it, <laughs> like stuff was already like speeding up. It was, I, you know, I know that they, everybody tells you that it's so much, you know, it's easier for women. I and mean, we, li- we've listened to Dan Savage forever, right? Like, so we've been listening to sex positive podcasts and all stuff. And that comes up, like, it's so much easier. Like he says, like, if a woman wants sex, like she can get it at any time. And I kind of heard that, but I mean, I'm a little, I, I was kind of going through a little bit of a midlife crisis. So I was feeling like I'm not as sexy. I'm older now. I have grown kids. You know, all of that was kind of going through my head. And Jack and I have always had um, a very strong sexual relationship. That's always been there. But there was just something I was going through like, oh, I'm never going to, you know, be attractive and guys aren't going to be into me anymore. And I'll just have to accept that. And so I think it just shocked me completely that when I went on Bumble, it was like, whoo, there's all these people. I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so I got a little overwhelmed by it. Well, it sounds like a sounds like a good problem to have. Yeah. I mean, if, no if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. so you went, had presumably had the first experience, obviously. And like how like how did things maybe progress from there? Like it seems like it was probably a good time, good fun. You don't have to go into like the gory details, but just <laughs> oh, <laughs> this isn't penthouse, Jack. It's just just. <laughs> um, I okay. Um, I was just I've been really blown away by how many positive experiences I've, I've had. Like I really, I went into this kind of naive and just meeting people at their places. Like I wouldn't, you know, I was like, I'll just go to your house. Like I, I wasn't being very safe and, and I've just been incredibly lucky now. I'm now I've kind of learned, you know, to be safer in different ways. I mean, I always would get a lot of information first and try to, you know, feel out the crazy, but, um, I felt like that the first person that I met, um, we like had a really strong connection right away and continued for a long time to have a relationship. So I felt like that was kind of wild that that would be my first person that I would have this experience with and have like such a really strong and really positive connection with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jack on your end, like how was that those first couple experiences? Yeah, there was a lot going on that those first few days. Um, and I, I can, I can sort of recount like almost minute by minute, those three days, uh, and, and the various texts I got and the reports I got, uh, when she came home and waiting for her at home to come home and, uh, all of those dynamics. It was, um, I was, I was really excited for her. She, um, she texted me when she, uh, pulled into the driveway of that first date with that first guy and said she had cried on the way over there. She was so worried about things, but I reassured her and said it was going to be fine. And uh, she came home and she was very happy about what had happened. And, um, and I was excited for her and we were very intimate around all that in all kinds of ways. But we also, you know, I was the, th- the third night when she went out with the second guy, 
uh, went out, you know, went over to his place and had fun. She was out for much longer than I had expected. I was home waiting alone for a long time and felt like that was kind of uncool at that moment. And uh, the next day we actually, we did sit down and we pulled out our copy of The Ethical Sluts, which I had bought for a couple of years earlier. And I, I had done some online research because I'm kind of like that. And we sat down at a, at, I remember where we were sitting in our backyard and wrote out a three page long 30 item sort of contract for how this was going to work, how what our rules were with each other, what the sort of policies were. And we both signed it and we said it had to be renewed every three months. And um, it was a whole, you know, way of sort of, uh, talking through this and and prompting sort of important conversations and that uh, and and then and then I felt like we had a little more structure around this and it's it got you know it's it I I was able to better manage sort of some of my emotions when she was out longer than I expected uh, and and out as uh, more often than I had expected might happen and I think um you know I've just seen how much it makes her happy and. I get, I think it's exciting, and so it's been working pretty well. Yeah. Does the have you relaxed the contract at this point, or is there still the three month renewal date? I've broken every rule on that contract pretty much, so that's why I'm kind of getting embarrassed here. But um, yeah, it's it's easier to think about what makes what what we do, and then in those moments, not necessarily falling through but it's been a lot of real interesting ups and downs yeah i mean do you mind talking a little more about that because i think if somebody hears you say yeah i break every rule on the contract you could be like well <laughs> that would be that could be off-putting for somebody right that says like well we, we designed these rules to create safety and then the rules get broken how how has that played out because and, and well, not to what... like not to like put you on the spot no Carrie, no just like I think like in it. general, like when people make rules, like we did too at the beginning, like put rules and stuff and whether you write them down or not, there's still, it's still a safety net. Right. And yeah. that's, um, you, I think it's pretty common that they get broken or changed anyway, but it's yeah. still that safety net. We've always been super open and honest with each other. And so that has been the deal the whole time. So there is nothing that Jack doesn't know. Like I have told him every single detail of everything. Like he, he knows it all. And that has actually probably been the biggest shocker for my partners in that they think it's wild that I would go home. I'm like, I'm going to tell him everything. So just so you know, like there's nothing that he doesn't know. So, you know, uh, I, um, I just encountered more, you know, uh, those moments of intimacy that I wasn't really expecting where I either, Oh man. Um, I guess, I mean, the big piece of it is the, I was not ever expecting this to be about being poly and the feelings part is just something you can't, that just happens. And I feel very strongly that it doesn't mean that I love Jack any less. I love him so much, but I have had situations where there's been feelings, there's been more of a relationship there. And that has also caused me to maybe like, I like, like, like you said, stay out late. Then I should be home or 
um, maybe not be as careful um, in other ways. So, right. And on, on your side, Jack, like dealing with or confronting the the crossing of the rules, how how have you received that on your end? Right. That's a big that's a big topic. I mean, that's an important question. And and it does make me worried that folks who are exploring this or considering this and are listening to the podcast will feel like, gosh, you know, what is even the point of making a contract if it's just gonna be broken or I, I won't be able to trust, you know, that the contract will will carry on if, you know, if that was their experience. But I, you know, Carrie said she's broken every uh, rule in the contract, but that's just not at all the case. There are many that she hasn't. Um, but more importantly, in those early phases when this was so new and we were not uh, entirely, sec- I was not entirely secure about what this meant for us, for our marriage, for our you know lasting. I I needed that, but as the weeks and then months proceeded. I became increasingly confident and trusting that this was not going to threaten our commitment to each other, the strength of our relationship. And so it was, uh, I was able quite comfortably to let the, the structure soften to, you know, to allow for that much greater flexibility. And as Gary said, uh, she was very honest with me and she would tell me when she was breaking some of the rules and we would talk that through. And those were important conversations for us, actually, as we sort of explored this. So I, I think it was that we didn't adhere to it, that she didn't adhere to it, <laughs> um, uh, is not an indictment of her. And it's not, and it certainly doesn't mean it wasn't a worthwhile thing for us to do. It was still, I mean, as I look back on it, a very valuable part of this journey, even as uh, we sort of have transcended it in a, in a certain sense. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. And yeah. That's, that's, so I guess besides like the rules relaxing and how else has, have you seen your things change over the last two years as you've experienced or explored this? Well, I mean, like I was saying before, I feel like, it did start as just all about sex and um, I still really like sex, but um, I have found that I don't want hook up one night stands. That's not really what I enjoy. Like I really do enjoy meeting people, getting to know them and having a connection with them and whether or not that just means friends with benefits or if it means some sort of kind of, relationship, you know, um, that I'm kind of exploring that more and that's kind of what makes it more complicated because I like those connections and those relationships more than just hookups. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. And has, have you seen it like your relationship between the two of you over the last two years, like growing and changing as you've moved through this journey together? I feel like at the beginning, I mean, I feel like the whole time it has really been a bond for us for, for most of it, it's been just completely about us getting closer and opening up to each other and sharing some really, you know, intimate experiences. We went to a, a club one night for the first time 
together. And um, that was a great, that was our Valentine's date was to go have an adventure at a club together. And it was disappointing, but it was a great little adventure. So, you know, just like those moments are really bonding and fun. I think I know that it has really helped me. My confidence and my comfort with my body has is just so different now. I just am so like, I know I shouldn't need men to tell me I'm beautiful, but there's just something about being naked and being like, this is my body. And people are like, I like your body. You know, there's just something very positive about that. And even though Jack has always appreciated my body, I really like having that. It's really boosted my confidence and my kind of self-love, I guess. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Positive feedback loops are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, One of the jokes that I've made with people in talking about this is it, it gave us after 28 years of being a couple, a a very regular, steady, dependable conversation topic, which (laughs) frankly, in a lot of marriages, relationships, it's just, you run out of things to talk about. Like, there's just like, what are you going to talk about now? Uh, You're going for a drive. You're at a restaurant. What are you going to talk about? We always have something to talk about and it's fun to talk about. And so that just by itself, which seems silly or goofy, you know, has been, has been real. And, and sometimes those conversations are, you know, they're, they're real, they're serious. They're about feelings and and emotions and trust and commitment. And they've, they've really helped us be more, much better communicators, much, uh, feel much more connected. I, I will say also it's, it's, it's validating for Carrie to hear, uh, all these, many men tell her how much they like her body. Uh, and it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's affirming to me. It's, a, it's, it's exciting to me that she's so desired. Um, and I, I mean, frankly, I, it didn't, I didn't know that so many, that she would, she would be able to attract so many <laughs> uh, young guys in their 20s and 30s who are, She's supposed to be the picture is very fit and very hunky and very uh, well blessed. Um, and uh, and and it's just it's uh, totally exciting for me that she's so exciting to other people. And uh, so it's been just a I mean, it's been really a very positive journey for us. I want to add to that that I really have enjoyed the emotions of it, even though they've, I've had some painful times and there's just something about like having your heart broken again, that you think like, I'll never experience that again in my life. That is actually kind of special to kind of feel that. And so I have had a couple of those moments where I've gotten very attached to people. And then for whatever reason, you know, things didn't go well. And to be able to have my husband hold me and comfort me while I'm crying about being broken up with by someone else is actually pretty amazing. (laughs) And I have been blown away by his ability to just support me through all of my crazy emotions and, and put up with me talking about these guys. And, and some of that is not just, you know, they're hunky and sexy, but about their lives and their struggles. And it's been, it's, it's been really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Yeah, I'll, if I can jump in. Of course. <laughs> Are we talking too much? No, uh, that's the point. No. Remember what I, you said? Uh, <laughs> I, I remember walking through the Charlotte airport in North Carolina when she called me uh, in tears, uh, sobbing really on the phone, having broken up with that first guy that she had been with for a couple months at that time, you know, been with it and seeing. And, uh, and I remember this whole sort of, you know, metacognition, this thinking process around, wow, I, it's now my job to support her and comfort her and, you know, kind of help her feel better about this breakup. And then a quick second wave, like, yeah, this is my job. I love her dearly. I care for her greatly. This is where she's at and she needs, and it's my role. And I'm yeah, to give her that comfort. It's, you can't sort of draw, you can't maintain certain kind of boundaries. Like, well, that's not something I'm willing to support you on. You have right. to sort of like, you know, that's, this is the holistic relationship. That's the, that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be like, well, Hey, when I read you those penthouse letters, this wasn't part of that deal, right? <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> so, no, that's fantastic. And thank you for sharing. Um, I was curious, and, and I I was going to ask this question a while ago, but you, you kind of alluded to, and maybe I just misinterpreted, when you, f- like the first time you did this, was it three dates back to back, like three nights in a row? Or did I misinterpret that? Yes, it was. It was two days with the first guy. It was Wednesday with the first guy, Thursday with the first guy, and then Friday with a new guy. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, she said she talks about how it was. She's been like a teenager, but it's. She's had a lot of a uh, lot of activity. It, I. It's been a. I mean, it's been three, four, five, you know, nights a week on a pretty regular basis, and we're in the quarantine right now. It's very hard for her. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, thanks for taking the time out of your schedule, Carrie, to talk to us. I've freed up a lot of time. Like I said, it was kind of, I mean, okay, so the question about whether or not sex addiction exists, right? Um, Jack does not believe in that. But I have had those moments, like maybe this is something that I have to be careful of. And, you know, I I have had, had, definitely had, times where I've taken breaks from it and I've, you know, shut down my accounts and everything, but (laughs) um, not very long breaks. (laughs) Like an afternoon. Yeah. But it's, it, it was kind of just a, a crazy time for me to be like, wow, I can do this. I can go have sex anytime. And I didn't have that experience before and I really do enjoy it. So yeah, yeah, that's and awesome. there's nothing wrong with that. I know exactly. You come home so happy. Oh. You're so chipper every time, and it's you okay. give that energy to him, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, I was curious on Jack. By the way, I just want to say I'm glad that I keyed in on that because that's an amazing detail that I thought got overlooked. So I'm good job. I just wanted to brag for like a split second. Okay. Your question. <laughs> um, Jack on your end, has there, or I guess for both of you, has there been talk, you have mentioned that you've met couples before, but has there been talk of you going out and dating as well? Or is that just not of interest to you or not right time or just what are your feelings about that? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, been a moving target. Um, and that's really, okay. That's okay, yeah. by the way. <laughs> right. Oh, thank you. I, I get that. For the for a full year, year and a quarter, 13, 14, 15 months, 
um, there was zero activity at all. Um, I, uh, I, I wasn't really interested. Gary wasn't comfortable with it. I wasn't really interested in it. And, uh, and we just, it just wasn't on the table. Uh, and then, you know, a little bit last summer, fall, Carrie started to say that she was, you know, had come around and could, you know, totally feel confidence that this would not be of a threat. And I sort of put a profile out there a little bit, you know, uncomfortably and, um, and had, didn't really get a lot of activity going. And I was always kind of mixed feelings about it. And so, no, it hasn't really gone anywhere. And no, we haven't really met any couples. We, uh, one time we went to this sex club in another nearby city to sort of see what the scene was like. And, you know, and it was Valentine's night and Carrie said, let's see what we can find for us both to have happen here. Uh, maybe find another couple. And we got all screwed up and we went in and um, Carrie was immediately surrounded by four, five, six, seven guys uh, who just were very eager for her attention. <laughs> and there were probably a total of three or four women in the whole place of them and Carrie that really, and I couldn't quite find a, <laughs> I couldn't find the whatever it takes to be excited or interested in that. And so that, so no, that really hasn't gone. And, and you know, there have been a few moments when I've been, I felt a little left out or a little disappointed not to have the, that excitement or that adventure. But, you know, for the most part, it's just not a burning thing for me. It is, it is a continuing thing on our table for us to keep exploring. Has the, the, frequency maybe of the interactions that you've been having Carrie has that resonated then back through your relationship like did you see have you seen an increase between the two of you or was it like and like sex yeah and sex like well but now I'm getting it five nights a week from somebody else I don't need it anymore because I I could see people being like well hey if she's like I don't need it seven nights a week kind of thing. Right. But I don't know, like, how has that worked for the two of you? So <laughs> Some people do. No, I know. I'm just saying, I'm not, I wasn't saying me personally. I could just, so some, somebody I, listening might be thinking like, holy shit, that's a lot. And yeah. So uh, again, I really, I, I kind of felt like there was something wrong with me because, um, and I now know that a lot of women go through this in their forties or in their thirties or forties. Um, this kind of, that's our sexual peak. And so, you know, we think, well, you know, men seem to go through that sooner than we do. And we don't really get that experience in the same way, but that's how it felt for me. It was like, I'm just happy to have sex all the time and multiple times a day. And, um, pretty much anytime I was out with someone else, I would come home and have sex with him. Like that was pretty normal. That's not, it was just so I think we were having way more sex during that time <laughs> than we'd been having. And I'd say that slowed down some now, but, you know, it, it totally spiced things up for us. So, you know, we were more excited to be together and that was, yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely the case. And I, I can chart it with data. I collected data very carefully for the first year and a half. And, uh, and, and the data clearly supports the more often Carrie has sex, the more she wants to have sex. It's, 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 there's no depletion effect quite the opposite. It's whereas for many men I know, including myself, it, that's not exactly the way the body chemistry works, but for Carrie, my goodness, it's, uh, yeah, the rich get richer. 
I love that. Um, Go ahead. Were you going to say something else? I was just going to say one of the funny complications in this has been that uh, my husband is not jealous and has totally accepted that this is who I am. And every time I meet someone, it's the first, pretty much the first thing I tell them I'm married. I'm in, you know, I never, it's not anything I hide from people. Um, I'm happily married. This is, you know, how I'm doing this. And where I've had complications is when people I am having, developing a, a relationship with then start to get jealous. And that's just been so strange. I'm like, you're like from day one have been the other person. Like, why, how could you possibly have a problem with that? But they're not built in that. They're not expecting that kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just been, and funny. they're not jealous of me. Usually they're no they understand that that's your anchor, but they don't want you to go and see other guys. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, who are you to say <laughs> that I can't go see other guys? And they, they, and they don't seem to slow you down much, but <laughs> So that's just been interesting because I wouldn't think, like, I wasn't expecting to develop those kinds of relationships. But now that I have, it's interesting that sometimes the jealousy comes from them. And sometimes, it, you know, sometimes it has been that they have actually wanted me to be, like, in a real relationship with them. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. Um, so Right. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And you said you've been, you t- tell pretty much everybody that you meet, I guess, are you too open with, you know, you said you have kids. Are you open with your family? Are you open with other people in your lives that like you guys have started exploring this or? I find that so hard because everybody that knows me knows that I am a completely open book. I am just out there. Like I'm, I've always been that way. I just pretty much, if you know me, you know, my story, you know, everything about me. You can probably tell already. Cause I've already told you pretty much everything about me. <laughs> Um, and I'd be telling you everything. And so having a secret has been really hard because that isn't really how I am built. And so I have told most of my good friends and, you know, my sister and, uh, I would not tell, or I don't feel comfortable telling all of our family, but, um, I feel like I have told, you know, most of the people that now, cause I, the people I work with, I'm very close with. And so now, I've told most of them, but I keep wondering like, what if my boss finds out in some weird conversation? And then what if they, I don't know. There's just moments where I worry that, you know, I'll get judged for it, which I mean, I do and I will, but that's just a little bit of a stress sometimes. We, uh, we didn't tell the kids for the first (laughs) six or six months or so. And then our, our college daughter, who, as we said, who is, who is Bali and very out there, Carrie did confide, I think, over Christmas break with our older child home from college. And, uh, but our younger in the house, we really weren't sure he could handle it, didn't want to put it out there for him. And, uh, but he's, he's, he's a, such a romantic, this kid. He's, he's just, I don't know what it is, but he's just like, so about falling in love. And he's just like such a sweet heart kid. I just thought he might not get it. He might not get it. And, and that he would worry about yeah. our relationship. Uh, you know, he does not want his parents to get divorced, but uh, he couldn't help but notice that Carrie was 
going out on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> it would be impossible not to see that. And it just wasn't surfaced. We just sort of avoided the topic. And, uh, and then... Can I tell the... Sure. So we were... We pretty much have family dinner most nights when everybody's home. And um, we just were sitting down to family dinner. And the two of them come in from outside. And our daughter just says, Mom, I told him. And I was just like, what? I like like spit out my dinner. I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Um, but I guess he had gone to her and said, I think mom's having an affair and I'm worried. And I knew that he was seeing things because I was, I mean, I was texting all the time. Like I never texted like I do now, right? Like I'm all on the phone texting the all the time, time. Um, which I never did so that he knew that. And he, and I've always been very open, like I said. So the fact that I was like hiding my phone or like not letting him read my text messages, that was, you know, very different for me. And so he, he commented and she's like, I just had to tell him. And I, I, you know, we just talked about it at dinner and said, you know, this is the situation and we're very we're still completely together and very happy and close. And you know that you can tell how much we, you know, our relationship, like you could tell that we had gotten closer in this time. So like, you can see how close we are. And he was like, Oh, okay. That's fine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I talk to my mom about it sometimes, which Carrie's not entirely comfortable with. But Carrie's also very close to my mom, but, uh, <laughs> I just, I visit with my mom sometimes and uh, I just need stuff to talk about. And um, it's a fun conversational topic. And my mom is very liberal and very open and very supportive, but also like likes to be a little bit shocked. And it's sort of fascinating to her. And she, we talk through it and she's, she asks questions and we sort of process things a little bit. And I think it's been fine and healthy, but I know it's a little bit hard for, for Carrie that I talk about it with my mom. Not in detail. <laughs> We've, Luckily, we, um, Jack's brother, who's much younger, but, um, has, and actually sister have both had, um, poly or non-monogamy in their, their different relationships. And so we've been very open with them and they've been really fun to be able to have conversations more kind of about those experiences and, and kind of, cause we didn't really know anybody we know anybody really didn't know anybody who was doing this. And so it was nice to be able to talk to some people that had similar stuff going on. And of course they're much younger than we are. And that's maybe more acceptable in those age groups now, but. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, a little while ago, you said that early on, you weren't very safe in what you, the way you approach this, but how have you handled both your physical and sexual safety throughout this? Because that's a lot of, that's a, a lot of people have that concern. Yeah. I, it's so easy to say that you'll never, you know, take any risks. You'll never have sex without a condom. You'll never like meet someone in a shady situation and so it's, you know, a shady bar or whatever. And I just, I've done all those things and just, it wasn't like, I just really didn't expect to ever would. Like I thought I would never do that. I was so, it was so quick for me to say like, I would never do that. I've learned, luckily I've learned through positive things, but I've definitely caught myself in places where I was like, oh, this could be a really bad situation. And luckily they've all ended up okay. And I've ended up okay. But I used to, I, I had a hard time meeting people in public because I didn't, know that I wanted to be seen in public, you know, like that whole thing about meeting in a cafe is like kind of awkward also or meeting in a bar. So that kind of 
it was easier just to say, I'll just meet you at your place. But then, then people are like, you can't do that. But I've been especially live if you live in a smaller community and you know a lot of people. Right. So we do, I mean, it's not, it's a, it's a city, but it's one of those places where everybody knows everybody. There's just, you always bump into people and trying to explain. So I'm always trying to like, think up in my head, like, how do I know this person? Like, what are they like? Oh, I'm going to tutor their kids or something. I don't know. Like what, there's some, some relationship here that, you know, um, and, uh, trying to figure that out. So, yeah, so I've definitely, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I carry my bag of condoms and lube with me everywhere. I always have them. Um, I, I try, I would say that I always ask a lot of questions before I meet anybody. And I've gotten even better at that because there's definitely, there's a difference between the person who's like, I want to have sex with you right now, come over, you know, and that's, you need more than that before you can, you know, put yourself in that situation. You need to kind of, get a feel for them. And I know people, you say, you can't always know through text, but you do get a sense of what's going on in people's heads. And I, I've done a pretty good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. You've been very, very, I mean, I just worry that you've been just very lucky, but you've been with a lot of different guys and you've, <laughs> sorry, it's true. <laughs> it's awesome. That. I have the data. Uh, and and uh, you've had really positive experiences, almost without exception. So, I mean, one message is people should feel a slightly greater degree of trust in their fellow human than maybe they do in a lot of contexts. We live in a society, a world where there's a lot of fear mongering and a lot of like anxiety inducing stuff. And some of that has to be cut through. But also, it's really important to be careful. And maybe, you know, we have to be prepared, you know, I, it is something to worry about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have been in situations where I, I've looked back and said, I should have just gotten out of that situation quicker. And so I, I definitely have some of those regrets, but I don't have very, I mean, in (laughs) the numbers, as you know, um, there's been a lot more positive and the, we joke or we talk about writing a book and there's definitely a lot of crazy stories. And it's just like those moments when I'm thinking like, I have no idea what I got myself into. And then just, this has been an amazing experience for whatever reason, like the people I've met or the sex or, you know, all the, you know, just the different kind of things that have come out of this have been really kind of awesome. I want to add one, one of the rules on the contract that has never been broken and that's been a very serious precaution uh, we've had and she's taken is that guys never, ever come here to our house and Carrie never, ever provides a guy her address. No, uh, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, you know, it's not foolproof altogether, but it is a pretty helpful um, uh, safety distancing that it would be awfully hard for a guy to come after and track her down without knowing her, her address where she lives. And, uh, Jack has the find my phone stalking app, um, which is actually hilarious. Cause I, I I actually love it. Cause he'll text me like, Oh, I see you're at so-and-so's house. (laughs) 
hands. So I only like lift somebody and I'm like, oh yeah, my husband knows I'm here. And they're like, what are you talking about? But I, I feel like that was great right from the beginning. I was like, okay, I could go meet someone and I don't have to tell him exactly where I'm going because he knows it's going to be on my phone. He could find me. I Not track that her. he's ever needed to, but it's a good thing to know. I track her very closely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it it is a very good safety feature, I guess, for like he does know where you're at. If some if yeah. he doesn't hear from you in a certain amount of time, like he knows yeah. where to come find you. Yeah, exactly. So, so so something you said a minute ago that maybe you'd be willing to share one or two is that you you found yourself in some crazy situations, and I think one of the questions <laughs> we like to ask is the blooper question, but maybe this is a, a sister question to that, and that like. What is maybe one or two of the things that like you're in a situation, you're like, what, how did I get here? And then like, that it turned out amazing or maybe it didn't, but like, you're just like looking at your situation, like wondering how, how life led you into this predicament. <laughs> I'm just, how, what's the rating on this podcast? <laughs> it uh, is marked as explicit. Is, you can explicit, say whatever so you'd like. You, but... <laughs> you, you, you use your but... own discretion. <laughs> okay. So I had a, I, the, the one that was the most crazy and that, well, I have a couple, but the one that was probably the most crazy, I had matched with this guy and he said, do you want to come over? And I said, okay. So I got a car. I didn't drive to his place and got dropped off at where I thought he was. And I was in an area in a neighborhood that was not a very safe neighborhood, kind of wandering. And I thought, oh my God, what did I get myself into? I'm like literally in a bad neighborhood, wandering around, don't know where this guy's house is. And I thought, I'm such an idiot. And I texted him like, where are you? I don't know where I'm supposed to be. And then he comes out and he's this really sweet guy. He gives me a big hug. And I go back to his apartment with him and he just ends up being just a sweetheart. He's so sweet. And we talk and we get along really well and we start messing around. And... um. <laughs> go and then, and then his roommate walks out of the bedroom wearing just a towel and he's like incredibly sexy and i was like um he's like hey how's it going and he, like gets a drink it's like wow that's your roommate okay and um and then he goes back and then we're just messing around and then he asked me if i wanted his roommate to join in and and I said, sure, and ended up having one of the best nights ever with both of them and them both being total sweethearts and like making sure I got home safe and everything. And it was just really hilarious. And I just, I kept saying, oh my God, I'm in the middle of a porn and I don't even know, like this doesn't happen in real life, right? Like the first guy was cute, but he wasn't like super sexy. And the other guy was like, so fit. And I just was like, what is going on? Um, so that was my crazy night, but I thought I had gotten myself in a horrible situation, but it ended up being very, very nice. So <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. It is amazing that it worked out as well as it did yes. for you. So well done. <laughs> but then the funniest was I knew that Jack was asleep and usually I would call him right away and tell him, Oh my God, you're not going to believe what happened. Um, but I knew that he was asleep. And so I was in the back of the car driving home the, the Uber and I was writing him an email with all the details. <laughs> and I was like, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. <laughs> so he woke up with that. <laughs> I have reread that email 
very many times. I was I was waiting for you to say, well, and then we ordered a pizza and the pizza guy showed up. And- I know, I know. <laughs> it was very, yes, it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I just really, I didn't know that happened in real life. And I don't know if they planned it in advance. I kind of feel like they must have talked about it, but I don't know. But it was, yeah. Wow. Very wow. fun. <laughs> and did you happen to ever see them again? Just curious. No, but actually I kept in touch. And last, the last time I was in that area, I had texted them and they were like, yeah, we should hang out, but it didn't happen. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I did keep in touch for a little while and um, it was fun to think about. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. I know. I can tell you one more crazy story if you want. Yes, Absolutely. please. <laughs> this one is funny too, because it was my birthday and I was going out dancing with friends um, and was out late and I was going to go home. And then I was like, well, I had been talking with this guy in Bumble and he had said if, if I was still interested, I could go by his place. So I went to his place and um, he wouldn't let me go in his house. And I was like, okay, this is getting weird. Maybe, I, you know, he's like, let's just sit in the yard and we'll just chat. And so we sat in the yard and he was asking me a lot of questions about like, what are you comfortable with or what are you into? And he really wanted like my details about what I was into. And I was like, okay, like, that's fine. This really wants to make sure that he's clear on like what, what's good, what's not good. And then finally, after we'd like talked for a while, he took me in his house and he had like, um, a sex dungeon, <laughs> like, like a room with like every sex toy you could imagine and like everything, every, yeah, it was it was really, really hilarious, but he had already, you know, talked me through. So he knew exactly what I was comfortable with. He wasn't pushing anything that I wasn't comfortable with. He was like, I know you don't want to do that, but I have this. <laughs> so, so that was another really wild adventure night. So happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. happy birthday. I think, that, I mean, honestly, I think that's like, I, I see why he did it. Like I could see why it would be a little off putting at the start. Yeah. But like it's, it's, it was actually really smart like he figured out exactly what you were into not into before he like walked you into the crazy sex room so yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense that he didn't want to freak me out but i I was like it's so funny that he just wants to sit in the yard and talk um but he was like i know that you're not into that but i know you're comfortable with like and then he was like do you want to try this or not and you know it was he was very he was actually a great um intro to all of those yeah different things i hadn't tried (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah that's really cool and yeah props to him for i mean rolling it out right yeah 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 i mean he could have well i don't know because if he would have told you like ahead of time would that have scared you off right like so like i it's hard it would have yeah i mean not that i'm not very open but just i don't know if i don't know i think right. i would have wanted to meet him first and get a sense of him before i like felt comfortable yeah, yeah. I, I would just add to just quickly that as much as we've talked a lot about this as a sexual adventure or sexual you know journey, it's also been this really remarkable anthropological sort of journey in which uh, Carrie has had the opportunity time after time to get you know behind people's closed doors to get into these men's uh, you know private lives or personal lives uh, and 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 learn about their their experiences their unique you know stories in a way that most of us spend most of our days you know 
nearly all of our time just seeing the most external facade of other people. And, um, and, and I, I, you know, my only way to experience this is through Carrie's, uh, storytelling, you know, what she brings back, but it's, it's still fascinating for me because she's interacting with people from very different walks of life. We live a pretty, you know, uh, fortunate, affluent, upper middle class, professional lifestyle. And she's interacting with all these people with very different backgrounds and learning about their, you know, and they're confiding in her. They're vulnerable with her. They're telling, you know, powerful stories of their, you know, upbringing or their challenges, some of them very big challenges. And, and we, it's just, it's stunning to me how little exposure we have to other people's, you know, personal private journeys and and Carrie has that in this experience, and that is, that's something we talk about. Like I said, we have so much more to talk about these days. And as much as we, of course, you know, emphasize the sexual, and the sexual is a big part of this. It's this interpersonal dynamic is really fascinating and really powerful for her for her journey and through my observing observation of it. Yeah, I mean. We joke a little, sometimes Jack jokes with me that I'm doing like a service because there's just so many lonely people out there, but it is kind of true. Like there are a lot of lonely people and it is really kind of special to make a connection with, with people. And, and I've made a lot of connections with people and yes, a lot of it is sexual, but a lot of them are, are deeper than that. And I've loved that part of it. I love that I have all these these men in my life now that are, that I never would have, you know, had relationships with them. I really do have a relationship with them and I care about them. And, you know, they, you know, text me about what's going on with their cat or their, you know, their kids or whatever. A lot, I've actually have met a lot of single dads. I think that is a category of men that have a hard time dating and don't have time for it a lot of times. So it's like nice to have like a relationship that's kind of, you know, easy to fit in and not too consuming. And, um, so that also has been nice. Cause I, I love like hearing about people's families and knowing about their kids and stuff. And so it's, uh, I really love those, those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that part up. Cause I think it's, you know, it's a big part of this too and important. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. And it, and it is right. Like you said, there's obviously a sexual component to it, but it's, it runs so much deeper than that. And you're, you're experiencing things in life that, I mean, honestly, the, the percentage of people in the world who will experience the things that you've gotten to experience in the last two years is just so minuscule. Right. And that's, I think that's incredible. So I I have a lot of people telling me I'm very lucky and I am very, very lucky. I just like, I have it all. I have this happy marriage and family, and I also get to have fun relationships out there, and it's very special. And you deserve every bit of it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, I mean, maybe if you don't have anything else. Is there any last things that you guys, either of you want to say? No? Okay. No? Then yeah, we can uh, thank you so much for coming on and, and being vulnerable with us and the listeners and, and sharing your story because I know there will be people out there that find this fascinating or that relate to I this. I hope we inspire a couple of... Inspire people. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So. I do feel that strongly. Like I, I think that women 
And I know so many women that don't have, that have sexless marriages or have situations where they just don't, you know, have that in their life. And I feel sad for them. I think that, I think that it's important to have that. And for us, this is, for me, this has been an incredible experience, but I hope that women can just be more comfortable as they get older to say, like, I still want this to be part of my life, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that's well, huge. And yeah. And again, thank you for sharing it and both of you for sharing it and coming on and talking and we're excited to be able to put the story out there. So, yeah. yeah. And it's been super fun. You guys are a blast to talk to. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you guys. Yes. Very yeah. nice. Likewise. Thank well, you. Have a wonderful evening and we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. We'll get an update. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> getting an update. Right. Thank <laughs> you. <Excellent. laughs> Take care. Bye. 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 And we're back. Thank you so much to Carrie and Jack for reaching out and coming on the show, being vulnerable. We appreciate it, and we love talking to you. And how about that? Basically, living life like a porno. <laughs> it's awesome. Who who shows up for one hookup and winds up hooking up with the roommate? If this happened to you, please go to normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Send us an email. Uh, we would love to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, <laughs> Carrie. Well played. Yeah, it was awesome. And I would love to hear somebody else uh, that happened too. So reach out to us. Next week. Special Monday. Monday. We actually haven't had a Monday episode. And now our neighbors are awake. Since like January. Yeah. Because we've been doing Focus Focus Fridays. Fridays. Oh, geez. Pizza's getting loud in here. Uh, But Monday, we have an interview with Chelsea and Luke. And then on Wednesday, we have our regularly scheduled interview with Michelle and Steve. And that is our, it's an exciting one because that's our first time doing a three-way interview. I I guess guess, so. Well, I guess technically there was four of us, but we were all in three different cities around the globe. Yeah. Two different continents. Two different continents. That's true. Well, Chelsea and Luke were in a different country too. I suppose they were. (laughs) Well, thanks for downplaying it. I appreciate it. So next week is international week, I guess. (laughs) We're going international. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Again, check out normalizingnonmonogamy.com for the 17th time to join the virtual meet and greet, and we will see you there. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. 